Welcome to Call Your Girlfriend, a podcast for long distance besties everywhere. I'm Aminatu So. And I'm Ann Friedman. And every other week, we bring you a special phone a friend episode between either Amina or me and one of our awesome pals. Hey, Ann. <laughs> hey, Boo Hey, what's up? Uh, not much. Uh, today, I'm super excited to have you listen to this phone a friend that I did with core lady Jenna Wortham. Ugh, Jenna. Just honestly, like woman about town. <laughs> woman AKA ab- Jenny Deluxe, AKA Young Watermelon, AKA just like the best. AKA I love her so much. Bringing you all your tech and digital culture deep thoughts in the New York Times, just the best. I know. AKA Woke Gwyneth Paltrow, just so many things. <laughs> also, your collaborator in Bloop. Exactly. So Jenna and I talked about a lot of things, namely Bloop, our uh, amazing collaboration, the Black Group, and some other like cool projects that she's working on, like with um, this really rad lady, Kimberly Drew, who just like runs like the art world and is really cool. We talked about TV. Jenna loves Sex in the City, and I like hate watched it because of her, and it was amazing. Jenna's always, like, the first person that I text when I'm sick because she always has the solution to all of my problems. Are they always I, herbal remedies? I feel like um, that's her vibe. Oh, she's, like, 100% a witch. She's, like, put this crystal on your chest and drink this. <laughs> and, you know, outside of the time that I had bronchitis, I will say her batting average is very high. But she also supports me when I have to go get a chest x-ray. So, you know, that's, like, my, it's, like, modern witch. I'm really into it. Uh, I think it's really important for the modern witch to support chest x-rays. Yeah, Jenna's amazing. You're not going to regret listening to every second of this. She's the best. Hi, Jenna. Thanks for joining us today. What up? Um, That was really cool. (laughs) Thank you. That was not my LinkedIn voice. You use yours. I didn't. I I do. What's going on today? Oh, my gosh. Well, today I'm sort of I'm kind of Googling around to figure out what my next potion will be. You and Shawnee called me a witch on <laughs> when Shawnee was on. You guys talked about all of my various herbal remedies. You are a witch. I've been like <laughs> dying of like this crazy cough, and you're literally the only person I've been texting. It's like you and WebMD, and I'm like, I don't oh, need, yeah. I don't need the white man's medicine today. So you don't just call me. I mean, I'm I take that as a compliment. Like I'm super. I just I really hate the doctor, and I'm you know I'm a busy lady, and every time I go in, I'll have an appointment at two, two forty-five. Like the only way I see someone is when I threaten to leave because I'm like, I have to go. I have a job and I have to go back. And they're like, oh, someone can see you now. And it's someone else. And I'm always so annoyed. So now I'm on this personal mission to never really have to go. I'm, I'm just trying to optimize my health. That's but I don't awesome. have to go to the doctor. Um, well, I want to talk to you about a lot of things. One okay. is you and I have been working on this like super fun collaboration called mm-hmm. Bloop, the mm-hmm. Black Goop. God, so good. 
You know, it's funny. It's like we like we basically like did it over email and stuff and like call, but we've never really like talked about it to each other. Well, I mean, it started in a really basic way, which is just that, you know, you and me and some of our friends, Shawnee, Cord, Dio, different people, we would just be texting with them. And you and I always had good recommendations for like luxury loungewear, various um, <laughs> oceans, <laughs> vacation spots. And it was just like, yo, this is bloop. This is the black goop. This is what it is. And that was, and that's basically all we needed to get on the path to basically becoming young Oprah one and young Oprah two. I mean, I'm, this is where it starts. Oh my God. It's true. You know, this, this is like the beauty of like things not being diverse and like specific to like how awesomely black we are is that we can make anything. And, you know, like now I'm just thinking like, how do we make the black Google? How do we make the black <laughs> like Facebook? <laughs> All of these things. Because they just like, I don't know. I like our like young and black experience that we have online. It's very, oh my God. It's very fun. Well, okay. So first of all, we're going to start Blaufabet, Black Alphabet, and then it'll, that'll be the parent company for all these like black-owned businesses for for Bluegill and Facebook. Like, we're going to bring back Black Planet. It's just going to be lit. Oh my god, I really um, miss Black Planet. It's still around. No one uses it, but I miss I know it. nobody uses it. I just miss the like glory days of it. it was so fun. It was so much fun. Now there's this, like, other message board called Lipstick Alley that's, like, I think is the closest thing that replicates that. And it's, like, where it's just, like, basically any weirdly obscure, like, black thing that you want to know. Like, who is married to Ebro? And, like, there is always, like, somebody on Lipstick Alley. Who knows? It's crazy. I thought you were going to mention Soul Swipe. Um, sounds better. I, like, I don't want to acknowledge Soul Swipe. (laughs) Are you on Soul Swipe? I am not on Soul Swipe. Have you um, checked I'm not it out? Any dating apps? I've checked them all out, but I'm not on the market, so I'm not on any dating apps. But I've looked. I've looked at all of them. I really want to sign up for Raya or Raya because I'm just so curious about it. So I might do that and just kind of check it out. But yeah, I'm not. You know, I'm not on the market, so I'm not on these. I apps. mean, I met like as a tech reporter. It's funny. It's like yeah, I was. Everything. I was on Tinder and I saw this guy who's like definitely a VC on there. <laughs> who is like also married and i was like what are you doing on here and he's like research and i was like oh my god this is the best excuse for anything it's true but that is true about tinder though like it's it's funny tinder is just it's weird it's like the most i feel like it has such staying power because it's such a joke but it's also so incredibly useful and so it's like you can't it's just become a matter of habit to be on it or to know about it yeah, it's basically Google now. Like, it's just part of the fabric. Yeah, I went to a funny marketing presentation that they had, and the woman who was talking was like, she was talking about it like they really save lives over there, and it was like amazing. I think she's right, though. You think so? I mean, like, they take themselves a little too seriously. That's for sure true. However, there's this whole narrative that, like, all technology is incredibly antisocial. It's making us value, you know, devalue each other and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, and and to some degree, okay, that might be true. But I also feel like I've had so many conversations about all the different types of nuances of relationships that can exist now because of Tinder or like, I'll be like, oh, I saw you on Tinder. Did you meet anybody? Like it just becomes, it's Oh my become- God, Jenna with the nuance on <laughs> Tinder. Stop it. Well, it's just taking the shame out of online dating because it's, so, it's such a joke. It's this because- is true. I don't believe in like having shame about online dating. I think that it's like, it's helped like expand the pool. I think that if anything, it's like amplified the ways that like for young people, at least we were already connecting. And so like, for that's sure. fine. 
And remember, people would be like, oh, we met on OkCupid, but we have to make up a story. So we're going to, you know. Be, 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 how many weddings like that have you been to when they're like weaving this long tale of how they met? And you're just like, mm, you're like, you're like I, I remember um, this match.com pairing. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's so, crazy. But the thing about it that's crazy is that, like, you know, it's no more crazy than, like, I don't know, back in the day saying, like, oh, I met this person at a bar. These are the ways that we meet people. It's fine. Oh, yeah. It's probably better than a bar, too, because I just feel like I've never, like, the types of, like, filtering I would do in a bar, I normally can't do because I'm drunk. And then on Tinder, I'm like, (laughs) you look sketchy as shit. You don't know how to spell, although I can't spell, so that's not really saying very much. But I feel like sober tindering is definitely better than drunk barring. You know what I mean? Like, it's definitely better matchmaking. Yeah. Another thing I want to talk to you about is that you are actually the person who inspired me to watch Sex in the City because I had actually, like, never seen it. You're it's like... I was very aware of, like, who all the characters were and, like, the place in the pop culture. I actually moved to America for college the season that it ended and it was like a really big bonding activity in my dorm i lived in an all women's dorm and i just remember watching that like second half of that last season and being so infuriated like what like everybody what's up with this russian guy why is he so ugly who is mr big why is he so ugly like what's going on and just like never really connecting with it but then recently you encouraged me to rewatch it and it was just as infuriating as the first time but now i had more context for it <laughs> well you're welcome i mean and let's also shout out amazon prime for making it free and but sex and the city just has this like mystique for me cuz i couldn't i know yeah it's the same thing i remember watching it i couldn't remember that much about it i kind of felt like I just wanted to revisit it. And also I love shows. I mean, living, you know, living in New York is hard and I love shows that kind of rekindle. It's really weird to want to rekindle nostalgia for something you're living through currently. But Sex and the City does that for me because it kind of invokes the like utopian idea that I had for my life when I moved to New York. You know, it's like still. That's so fascinating to me. But the show is still really messed up. The show's infuriating. Carrie's like the biggest anti-hero. Like, I can't believe we were supposed to want to be like her. The only truth in the light on that show is Miranda, who just constantly breaks it down and out. She's the goat of all time. I know. Miranda's like the only one that I, I deeply identify. It's like, I actually don't, I don't think I like her character, but there are some parts of her character that I deeply identified with in a way that was like really crazy the iconic like when she eats the cake out of the trash can i was like who has not been here cast the first stone but also like the episode where her mom died and she like tries on this bra and has a complete meltdown Mm -hmm. and when that happened i had to like stop and couldn't handle it because essentially like the same thing had happened to me and i was like man this show this is how they hook you you're just like oh I identify with this one moment from this, like, one woman's <laughs> life. And now we're, like, yoked together forever. But, you know, like, I was telling you and Shani, for me, the character, actually, that was the most interesting throughout the series was Charlotte. Charlotte oh, is who I was like, you know, I'm like, <laughs> I have no love for you. But I feel that of all of those four caricatures of women, she was the one that, in the end, I was kind of rooting for. Because I was like, oh, you're actually the one that, like, goes through some sort of personal growth. Mm-hmm. and you are open-minded, and you are ridiculous. Shawnee is a total Charlotte, P.S. Shawnee's a Charlotte for sure. I don't know who I am. I mean, Corey's Magda. I don't know who I am. Um, I mean, but- I, I think that everybody should want to be Magda on that show. Oh, my God. I know. I know. But Nobody I wants like- to be Burger. Sorry. Burger is the devil. Like, no- But I also love him, though, because he really is Carrie's equal, and that they're both 
incredibly shallow and incredibly not realistic ideas about relationships or how people are supposed to behave. And like, she gets exactly what she deserves in him. And I, it's the most satisfying arc because it's so game recognized game and it's so good. Um, But I do feel like that show is all about these women who were trying to come to terms with what life was going to give them. And some of them accepted it and some of them couldn't. And Charlotte was the only one who changed these like fairy tale dreams she had about the life she was going to live and she chose happiness you know and i yeah. feel like that's why her storyline is so satisfying emily nussbaum like wrote this like incredible new yorker piece about carrie like a long time ago so we should probably all reread that together at some point uh, put the link in the bio whatever I'll put, you know link link in the bio <laughs> as the kids say <laughs> as the kids say okay what else are you watching tv wise not TV, but so I've been flying everywhere like crazy. As you know, I've clocked, I don't even know how many thousands of miles. Are you there. tracking all your miles? You know, you should. I am. I am. They're in my travel newsletter, which is still limited. To Please tell, <laughs> tell the world what your travel newsletter is called. It's called Jenny Jetter because Thank I love you. my letter. It's just a shout out, but it's, it's a private small distribution. Like everything else in my life, number numero dose is coming soon. It's just like in the works. So I've been watching more movies because I'm, re- I'm always caught up on TV, behind on movies. So if one had to slide, the other one could live. But here's something I've noticed. Movies in 2015 and 2016, I guess mostly 2015, uh-huh. probably late 2014, have gotten so good at capturing very realistically what it's like to take large amounts of psychedelics. This is a new <laughs> You didn't think I was going to go there. That's this not is- where I thought you were going to go no. at all. Please tell Let me Let me more. give you two examples. Okay, here's the first one. In this movie called Sleeping with Other People, which is Jason Sudeikis and Alison Brie, my dear friend Max Reed, we have totally opposite tastes in pop culture. He said it was terrible. I thought it was hilarious. It's about two sexaholics. It's so cliche, whatever, who like, you know, can't find love and are slowly falling in love with each other. The movie's a very good airplane film. I like to cry on planes. It's kind of beautiful and sappy in all the right ways. But there's a scene when Alison Brie's character takes a bunch of Molly and goes to a kid's birthday party and the kids are acting insane and she's a teacher and she's like, guys, let's have a dance off. She runs out to the lawn and it goes in slow motion and she pull, rips off her clothes and is wearing this like bright red bikini and just starts having the most like sensual dance party of one and she looks so happy and then they zoom into real time and all the kids are just laughing at her like, what are you doing? And I thought they figured it out. Like someone on this cast and crew has taken a shitload of Molly before and knew how to write this scene. That is rare. That is normally it's like people talk about like, oh, I think I'm a glass of orange juice or like I'm going to fly. And like, that's, you know, that's not what it's about. So I was very happy for that. Similarly in Diary of a Teenage Girl, the main character whose name I'm forgetting takes a bunch of acid and has this pretty incredible experience. That's like kind of hers and hers alone. Again, I thought it was very authentic and not cheesy or cliched. And so shout out to the directors and producers and screenwriters out here who have some drug experience and can kind of accurately show, you know, that some of these substances, (laughs) there is a, there is some beauty in altered states. That's all I'm going to say. Right. Um, Diary of Teenage Girl is a really intense movie, man. I know I was I thought it was I can't believe you watch it on a plane that's like really intense yeah I rented it and then I watched it and I was really like taken aback but okay there was a really good review in the times um Manola Darga said yes this movie is intense but there's so much agency in her desire and whether or not you think it's okay or creepy it's it's all these things but it's very much hers 
and they don't over-sexualize it. And I don't know if I agree with all of that, but I thought that was a very interesting read. Yeah, you know, honestly, like, I, I personally really enjoyed the movie. I thought it was, like, a heavy watch. And it was also just, um, I love how we're, like, talking around it so we don't have to give too many spoilers because it's, like, honestly, so like, spoilerific. I thought it was really well done, just, like, the gaze of this, like, teenage girl going through something really awful. But it's also, like, so specific to, like, 70s San Francisco in a way that is just, like, fascinating to me. I know, but I think that there was a really interesting subtext to that, that there was sort of a lot of, um, like, opportunistic, really creepy dudes during that time who you can't really explain it away by, like, oh, it was the 70s. Like, it kind of felt like the late 70s. Like, I don't think that's really the thing. It was just, like, here was someone taking advantage of a, of a young person regardless of the time. Like, I felt... Like, she didn't try to really couch it in the 70s too much, except that that's yeah. where the book took place. No, it's crazy. And it's also the thing, too, where, I, I don't know, I've been thinking a lot about this, like, 70s creep situation, like, a lot recently. And it's so crazy to me that, like, people just always say that. They're just like, oh, it was a different time, or everybody was like this in this time in history. I'm like, I don't believe that. No. People have been creepy and it was never okay. Like, it wasn't okay in 1970. It wasn't okay in, like, 1870. And they just always try to make you feel like you are the crazy one. It's the same stuff with, like, David Bowie and Jimmy Page and all of those guys. You can, like, separate their art from who they are, but, like, it's okay to say that they were, like, fucking creeps. Yeah, and they were. And they totally were. So, I don't know. I recommend both of those. They're interesting watches. I was going to ask you about your like black future project like what's that and how, what's going on it looks really cool online yes okay we're really out here so you and i have bloop which is just going to be lit stay tuned for season two and then i'm working on this project called black futures with the homie kim drew who has a twitter and instagram handle that's museum mammy and she's been doing this online art documentation for a very long time literally the most like she's like the most doing the lord's work in the arts like so cool she's my dream queen like she's my idol and she's the homie and like this time last year basically i dm'd her and was just like i adore you and would love to collaborate on a project and because she's fucking cool she wrote back and was just like let's meet up and get a burger and so we just started talking and it's really interesting because i come from this very scrappy DIY internet, let's like make a zine PDF and throw it up. Kim comes from this very, obviously very internet-y perspective, but also very highbrow perspective. And so we're meeting at this really beautiful place in the middle where we're trying to do a project that encapsulates both of our interests, where we're looking at this particular moment in time, like not even this year, but just like this sort of feeling of like a black creativity, black reactionary thought, black revolutionary thought, and just sort of what is coming out of all these there's a lot of kind of social protests, black intellectualism online, people just making things and distributing it. And also just a lot of really incredible pieces of art that are making statements, both political, sometimes social, sometimes just around identity. Like we're just in the midst of rethinking what it means to be a black person at this moment in time and what that entails. And so 
it's an ambitious project. We've sort of talked through it in lots of ways. We want to make a beautiful high-end book. We're, in, we're talking to publishers right now. People are really interested in it. And it's, we both have full-time jobs, so it's going slowly. But the thing that's so encouraging is that literally everyone we talked to about it is so enthused. And we look at the Black Book, um, which was this like yearbook of the 70s that Toni Morrison edited as kind of our guiding light throughout all this. But every time we talk... We're both so excited and we were texting about it earlier today. So it's, it's coming off. Like it's, it's, it's popping off trying to be like Obama and saying it wrong, but it's coming (laughs) together beautifully. And I'm, I'm so excited and yeah, you can tell from my voice, like I'm, I'm super into it. I know. I'm like, I don't know, as somebody who's your friend and also like stock, like Kim's like presence online, just obsessively, I'm really excited to see it come to life. Because, I, you know, I think it'll be really cool. You guys both have, like, really distinct and interesting, like, points of view. So it's definitely sure. going to be popping. You know. I can't believe you shaded the way that Obama said that. But, like, very you necessary. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. No, very necessary. <laughs> very necessary. I love Barry. He's, he's my favorite dad. He's, my, he's the best and only dad. He's, that's the th- he's such a dad. Like, that's the thing about, like, Obama that's so funny to me. The global context, we're like, oh, my God, he's, like, the black president. He's so cool. But to us black people, we're like, oh, my God, he's so corny. Like, but, I like, know him. I know those know? high-waisted pants. I know that fade. Like You know those slides. <laughs> you know, like, how, like, he's just, he's my favorite thing. Today, my favorite headline in the news today was amazing. It was like, hold on. I don't even want to, like, quote it wrong. Michelle Obama dishes on her husband's high school years. He was a bum. (laughs) (laughs) It was like the headline across everything. And when I saw it today, I just died. And it was just like Flotus looking so hot. And then they have like all these pictures of Obama. But she was talking about how in high school, it took him like a long time to just get his shit together. And then he went to Occidental where he was like basically smoking pot every day. And it wasn't until he went to Columbia and he was like, oh, I want to be president of the United States. (laughs) But he got his life together. And I was like, my man, you're so lucky you did all of this before Facebook. You like would have definitely never been our president. Oh, my God. What would Barry's peach look like? What would his peach feed look like? His peach would have been like all marijuana leaves. Oh my god! And, and like, like and like very cheesy like Hawaiian things, you know what I mean? And uh, quotes and quotes Lots and like of disco quotes. vinyl, like cool vinyl, you know what I mean? Like obscure, like early Stevie Wonder, and then like ABBA. Yeah, no, totally. Um, and also like you know some like very obscure African artists, you know, like for his dad. Yes, yeah. He's just like keeping tab, you know, or not even obscure. I take it back. Just Fela. He's like. Oh, he's like, Fela's from Nigeria. My dad's Kenyan, but this will do. I take it back. That's exactly where it would be. Oh, God. Oh, man. I can't even imagine when, like, when he was working for Michelle, he just, like, looked at her and he was like, I think I could date this woman one day. And she was like, this guy's a bum. Like, this is all she can think <laughs> I mean, you you always say it so beautifully, which is that, you know, you buy low. low. Buy low, sell high. Like, that's what she did. She knew. She saw potential. Oh and my she God. was like, listen, she rolled up her sleeves. She went to business like, school. She's not a dummy. She knows. She's not a dummy. She, 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 knows. Like, she saw the stock. She, she can appraise a property and, and see that it has market value. Yeah, no. I can't wait till they're not. It's like, I'm sad that, like, he won't be, like, we won't have a black president next year. That makes me really sad. I'm not ready. But I'm so excited for, like, just Michelle Unchained. 
Ooh, yo, she's gonna be on Vine because Michelle's very good at social. She does very social for him. Like Michelle's <laughs> out here. Michelle's about to have a talk show. Oprah needs to give her show on own. I will, no, I know. I'll Michelle's gonna have like a talk show. She's gonna like run every social network. She's going to shade like every like she's gonna write an amazing book. You know that'll just be like the best tell all. Oh my god! And like one whole chapter will just be shade at all the journalists that like talk shit about her. You can just tell it's coming. Just like yes, and then she's gonna she's gonna launch her like own version of um, Maple or Blue Apron, and everyone's gonna get it. Like she's about to change lives. She's so like she's so good. I will say her only misstep is how she's made like school lunches unbearable for the kids because they I have know. to eat healthy now. I love it whenever I see like a teenager is like thanks Michelle Obama. I know. I and know. then it's like three carrot sticks for lunch today because <laughs> Michelle <laughs> Obama said y'all too fat. So <laughs> she it's did her crazy. best though. She didn't you know, she she History will remember her. History will remember her as the woman who tried to change America for the better and America just got fatter. This will be the turning point. She's like the best. One president's wife tried. So. She's, she's the best. Also, I love it when she like wears sneakers. Like she's been like rocking these long van sneakers every once in a while. And I'm like, I see you, Flotus. I see you. Like we're just never going to have a first lady that's cool. I think we'll yeah. probably have a president as cool as Obama because because his like Obama being cool is literally it's like oh here's a fit man wearing a slim you know like wearing a fitted suit like that's literally what the country is reacting to they're just like oh your clothes fit you but like Michelle Obama is like the real homie she looks amazing <laughs> all of the time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so good okay can't wait um, do you think that like the girls are going to join social media immediately immediately i mean there will definitely be like a period of time where they won't be able to just because of like security stuff i'm sure but like yo sasha talk about you know michelle unchained i'm ready for sasha to go off oh that my girl, god she's my fit yes like malia will be president 2040 or whenever she's of age i don't know sasha about to like sasha about to restart bet sasha sasha about to do something i don't know what she's gonna do. i feel like she's already she's lurking not, she's like, already lurking on all the social media like she's yes. just lurking she's just going to be amazing she's like the new kanye the new hood by air she's gonna be like part of the asap mob she's oh gonna like, my god the new hood by air you're fired <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna be everything i i just feel like yeah i'm very excited for her this is gonna be great um what else is going on with you jenna Okay, I want to give a couple things shout-outs. I made a quick list of what else I was into. Oh, my God, you came so organized. I love it. Well, I was just, like, taking some notes. I really just looked at what I was looking at today. It's almost like Um, you're a professional reporter. (laughs) (laughs) Huh. Yeah, interesting. Um, Let's see. Okay, I want to shout-out... Okay, I've been experimenting with Sheila Jeet, which is this, like, primordial resin that everyone in California, I'm surprised you don't know about it. You probably do. I mean, I do, but I'm not messing with it. Like, what? I'm experimenting with it in my potions. I'm really into Sheila Jeet right now. The other show I'm watching is Younger, which we can talk about in a second. Yes, okay, that's the next thing that we need to start doing voice memos for. For, like, people who don't know, Jenna really pioneered, like, voice memos as communication form microcast where she'll just like microcast her thoughts to you all day and it's the best and no one opts in and you can't opt out because if you leave the group i'll just add you back and (laughs) (laughs) yeah you need to start the younger microcast i'll start it now i feel like well the sex and city ones were so enjoyable because most people if they even if they hadn't watched it 
they had a reference for and there was so much outrage like i feel like the younger i'm just going to be constantly praising debbie mauser who is just a gem and so wonderful and like the show which is sort of feels like it's going to be kind of mean but it's just really earnest and kind of lovely and sweet so i don't know if it's like the right exact material for these micro casts but i can do it i can do it so that's on my hot list. Also, kumquats, which are a magic fruit. They're in season right now. They're so good for your skin. Kumquats for your are the body. best. Yes. If you're, if you're at risk at all for being pre-diabetic, they're really good for helping prevent that. Like, this is something I learned. Who are you? Michelle Obama? Me. I'm just trying to be like Michelle. I'm trying to be like Mo. And then, oh, yeah, I want to shout the new ASAP Ferg mixtape, which is kind of hot. And do you know about Division? You probably do, because you're more ahead on music than I am. I mean, yes, but like... V-S-N. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, go back to the ASAP Ferg mixtape, first of all. It was a recommendation from my friend, Bisrat, who's... I have this whole other WhatsApp group with all my college homies, and they just turned me off to stuff. She was like, put this on. I did. I had. I was feeling a way about the future mixtape, which I wanted to listen to, but then I feel I feel such a way about how all future fans have been going after Ciara. Oh, like, okay, you know I'm a future uh, fan, so now you're just doing this to hurt my feelings. First of all, I listened to the future mixtape the whole time in the desert when it came out, and it was just like it was amazing. I listened to it with uh, your colleague Joe Coscarelli. Mm-hmm. And just like we sat in the like parking lot of a mall waiting for our friends to finish <laughs> shopping. And it was like felt very high school and awesome, you know, mm-hmm. in this way. But like, man, shout out to Future. The man does amazing work. It's not his fault. His fans and Sierra don't see eye to eye. But you know how I feel about Sierra. I do. I mean, okay, I should, like, I'm going to listen to them both back to back. I'm just saying, I'm just feeling, I felt a way about it. And so I need to give him a chance. Give him a chance. It's classic, Jenna. It's so good. Okay. And uh, there's so many, like, DJ Esco tags. It's like, DJ Esco, the coolest DJ in the world. And they always come at the best time and you just laugh so hard. But, like, it's classic future. It's very good. All right, I'm going to check it out. I'm going to check it out. So those are the two things I'm listening to right now, and I'm going to add Future back into the list. I will do it. I will do it. And then I also just want to shout out the Jenkins and Jones podcast. Are you on this? No, I'm not on this. What is the Jenkins and Jones podcast? I think you'll really like it. So Jenkins and Jones, again, this is through my, my other WhatsApp group with all my college friends. It's just these two dudes. They live somewhere in the Midwest, and they just talk. It's kind of like the read, but they're just, it's not, it's not as, you know, like, I don't know. It's not as well known or it's not as like in the spotlight. I think they live in Virginia, which is like where all the like cool black people live. I'm from Virginia. It's possible we're related and I just don't know. It's possible that there is a connection, which is why my friends (laughs) keep talking. (laughs) So Jenkins turns out, did it? 23 me, we're related. He's my cousin. Um, You're ridiculous. Um, But yo, it's it's just funny. And I like, I think what I really like in a podcast, and this is why. I've always liked these segments on Card Girlfriend, too. It's just people talking about whatever they're into, and it's not necessarily pegged to the news. It's not necessarily about anything. They'll just, like, go in on something about Tinder or, like, some girl who's trying to curve that. Like, it's just it's well, just awesome. funny, and it's real, and it's not super misogynist. It's just very... It's like this American life, this Black American life. This black, like this Black American life, and put that on it. Put that in our idea journal. Another thing we're gonna start soon. <laughs> Under Blafabit, yeah. Oh my I'm god, sure. I'm just like thank God for white people going first, so we can just clone <laughs> all things. <laughs> oh my god, this yeah. Uh, Why has uh, nobody started this Black American life? That's crazy. 
I mean, the idea is yours. Take it and run with it. We'll call we'll call our black homie at This American Life and talk. Yes, we're coming for you, Neil. We're That's how shout out Neil Drumming. This is my last thing. I know, and I know that you know about that ASOS life. Oh, so okay. real. Free shipping, free returns. Amazon, I mean, they even have um, ASOS Prime, okay. Oh, yeah, no, I'm a member of ASOS Prime because sometimes you order a dress and you need it in two days so you can (laughs) floss in front of all your friends. That is my life every day. So I need to sign up for this. It's $40 a year, right? It's like not even. Yeah, no, it's like you already shop so much on it. Honestly, drop in the bucket. Sold. I canceled Prime for this year anyway. So like this will be my real thing. I'll do ASOS Prime instead of Amazon Prime, which I'm very scared about. I canceled Prime too, Jenna, and I had to go back. This is what I think will happen with me too, but I'm just going to try it for a month because the dependency is so, it's like disturbingly real and they're so wasteful. The boxes are never, they're always like way too big and I just feel embarrassed about how many boxes I'm putting out with the recycling. So for like, you know what I mean? You know, like Dr. Bronner's, like it's never, it's like shit I can get on my own time. Uh, I, just, I got to the point where I was ordering like light bulbs on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, literally I was like, I could go to the store tomorrow or you know like especially when you live in San Francisco like like a homie will drop that shit off at your house like same day like that's just how it works it's like now they like the other day I noticed I got um I ordered books like I think at like 1 a.m or something they were here like no joke by like 10 the next day like no joke and the guy was in an Amazon truck like it wasn't FedEx it was an Amazon truck and I was like, this is going to be a problem. They also have, like, lockers all around town. Yeah. And, yeah, it was the kind of thing where, like, I already do, like, Amazon pantry for, like, all my dry goods and paper and stuff. I love getting, like, a year's worth of toilet paper all at once. But one time I got olive oil because I was like, mm, it's going to be here in, like, a day. Do I really yeah. need to go to the store? No, and I was like, no. Point. I was like, this is not, this is bad. This is bad. My, my low point was I primed dishwasher capsules. And white Adidas low cut, like, (laughs) (laughs) and I was like, this has to stop. (laughs) But so you canceled Prime. Sorry. Go back. Okay. So ever since I've been doing ASOS, I've been getting Teen Vogue in the mail for free. And so this is like a weird cross promotion that they do. And at first I was really annoyed about it, but let me tell you. Wait, I don't understand. They're giving it to you for free. You don't get Teen Vogue? Uh, no. You know it's my favorite magazine. And especially recently, they have so many people of color, you know, like both in the ads and in the editorial. This is my point. And I'm just like, this is legit my favorite magazine. But I've been like a Teen Vogue subscriber for like 10 years. It's crazy. Well, I get them and I look at them and I one of my uh, mentees works at Teen Vogue and I always want to support her. Like, So she's like out here, you know, doing the most. But... So the last one came and the cover was Mandela Sternberg and Solange and Conversation. So many amazing things. A beautiful, huge section on like makeup tips for dark skin that wasn't just like bright colors, like actually nuanced. So much stuff about natural hair. An essay or like some sort of thing on Rowan Blanchard, who's the 14-year-old who came out as queer on who Twitter. Is so woke. So woke. Pop culture truther. She's out here just living her life. I was like actively and happily reading it so that was one thing that well hold on can i make you pause amanda kind of gave me and Anne a shout out because she mentioned uh shine theory that like we basically invented and coined and she was like yeah one of my friends has this thing called shine theory and i was like hello that is us tell your friend call us call us girl tweet us it was awesome 
how do you say her first name? I'm no, I know I'm mispronouncing it. Amandla, right? Oh, Amandla, Amandla. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Cool. Or um, you can just call her Rue from uh, <laughs> District Three fingers Three. To, the sky, to the sky, hands up. <laughs> and how about J.K. Rowling being like, "I never said she wasn't black." When people were like, <laughs> so listen, how do we feel about J.K. Rowling? Like, do you think that she's just like riding the wave? of like inclusion and diversity and not getting caught or she actually like had planned for all of that stuff. It's like somebody's like, this character is trans and she's like, yeah, yeah, sure. Like this character is black. Sure. (laughs) I'm just like, I'm, I'm like, I'm skeptical about all these things. We can be skeptical, but we can give, we can like mark the chalk on our side of that one. Cause it's like, it, that matters like I doesn't I mean she also Dumbledore was like gay before even like anyone you know what I mean like she was like dropping hints even before like anyone gave a shit you know what I mean like she I feel and like she claps back at so many people on Twitter you know yeah. what I will give it to her Let shout, it. shout out JK Rowling you know she, we'll, we'll take it case to everybody else y'all can keep them we'll, we'll take JK oh she's, because at least she's trying to help the cause I don't I don't know about the rest of the white people who are here not really helping the cause she's trying that's true um did I tell you my only New Year's resolution is to ask white people, like, at very inappropriate times, what are you doing for Black Lives Matter? Yeah. <laughs> anytime, anytime anything happens. So it's like, anybody sees JK Rowling, you should ask her that. What are you doing for Black Lives Matter? Sorry, are you ever in, like, Cafe Gratitude or Byray and someone hands you, like, your scoop of, like, perfectly salted caramel ice cream and you're like, thank you, but... What are you doing for Black Lives Matter? It's the best because, like, so far I've done it, like, twice and it's, like, <laughs> it's, it's still, like, month one. And you just see, like, the, the fear just, like, wash over people's faces. <laughs> and I'm like, this is great. Fox Searchlight was like, this is what we're doing. We're going to spend $18 million on this movie. I know. Somebody give me an MTV show. I want this to be my, like, punked. I support this. Add it to the venture. Add it to the... Put it in the dream journal. Yeah. God, Jenna, are you going to send me some potions for being sick? Yes. Although my number one potion right now, though, I would say just eat a ton of garlic and then, like... Actually, one thing amazing you can do is like take an onion, throw in a pot, put some like water or veggie stock or chicken broth, whatever you have over it. Just like so much garlic and a bunch of honey and just like make basically like a cough syrup and then eat that. I love how you're acting like you I am not already doing this because of you. It's true. But you know, it's funny because like I'm on this group thread as we all are with various family members and you're like, who are these phone numbers? And my mom's like, that's little Bobby. And I'm like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> and <laughs> I don't know who any of these people are. But my mom has been really sick with something similar to what you have. And I have been ignoring, I immediately muted this group chat. But one of my cousins was basically prescribing for my mom. She was like, I made this homemade oregano oil. I'm going to drive it to your house. Like, here's what you do. And I was like, oh, this runs in the family. So, so I'm not real. the only bruja up in the Wortham household. No, so you're not. Just, um, can I tell you, I did a drive by your mom's Instagram the other day because she oh, like always see? leaves the best comments. She What's does. up with her like big watermelons? Does she grow them? She has a huge garden at her house. She grows uh, the be- So she's like Oprah is what you're saying. She wants to be like Oprah without even knowing she wants to be like Oprah. She does pumpkin, squash, peppers. Yeah, no, her like vegetable, like fruit game is so tight. And I was like, I was like, what is going on here? Is she growing all of this stuff? She really is. 
Oh, she really is. Your mom's like A++ social media mom. She gets I get it. it from my mama. It's like, that's where it came from. She was on the internet before I was. She's the person who got me on the internet. Like, my mom was straight up like, here's your AOL email. Have fun. And then I was like muffling the, you know, the modem as we did back in the day. So like you wouldn't get caught cyber sexting at night or whatever. But like, <laughs> straight up, like here's a computer, like enjoy your life become an entrepreneur or whatever so. oh man that's so crazy i love that you're like cyber sexing it's true it's like my cyber sex life was way more interesting in the dial-up days <laughs> than it is now <laughs> also like still remember the first time somebody was like want a cyber and obviously like i didn't know what that was so i just said yes and then like things escalated very fast <laughs> And I realize that this has been like a theme in my life. I'm just like, you know, just say no when you don't know what the weird internet thing somebody says is. But I welcome that, frankly. I don't know. Like, I, I, I'm like so accustomed to all that now. It's like, yes, throw me in your internet K-hole. Like, I just want to see it all. Like, it's fine. I know. But now we're like women and we're so assured in the day. <laughs> just, just terrifying. Oh, back God. in the day, I was just a little African girl trying to navigate the World Wide Web. It was crazy. And instead, she got a crash course in reality. It's true. You know, like, it's honestly, I realized that, like, one of my big obsessions with, like, catfish phenomenon online is because, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm about to go on the record as this, is that, like, I once catfished someone. I mean, you know I'm a catfisher. Like, I'm a tried and true catfisher. Like, this was my joint. Like, I'm the youngest of my girls. I would upload their pictures and be like, this me. Jenna, you're such a bad person. I like, I think I was like 14, maybe, and I like legit catfished this guy Good. and who was like much older. You know, it, it's like, but also it's like internet men. Like, you can't talk to somebody twice in a chat room and you're like, we're dating, but whatever. That's like beside the point. <laughs> so it's like, I'm in this weird like internet relationship with this guy who is like much older than me, like doesn't live in the same city as me. Like, yeah, it's like, where, I think he lived in like Canada or something or maybe in the States. I don't remember. Mm, I had to have been like 15 at least. And then it's like, I got really uncomfortable in the relationship because there was nowhere to go. Like clearly he wanted to meet and I was like, you can't meet me. Like, that's crazy. And, you know, and it made sense because we, like there was, it was like dial-up so we couldn't have like video chatting or anything like that. Like that was so yeah. far down the line of the internet. But I, like, this is how I broke up with him online because I was so mature and awful. I told him I was like going on a kayaking trip and then I like <laughs> just ghosted <laughs> So obviously he thought that I had died. Uh, yeah, he probably did. He thought you got shot or something. No, exactly. Like, like he thought something bad happened to me. And somehow in our correspondence, I, like a doofus, I had given him my family phone number. And we lived in Nigeria at the time, right? And it was like calling people costs like $20 an hour. Like who calls people? This fool called my house during like afternoon prayer. It was so real. And my dad is like, is on the phone and he goes, Amina, why is there a grown man on the phone <laughs> for you? Honest to God, Jenna, I had completely blocked out that memory because it's like one of the things I'm the most ashamed of. And but I obsessively watched the TV show Catfish and then finally like last year put two and two together. I was like, Oh, I love the show because I used to be this person. It like tugs down at all of our heartstrings because in one way or another, we've all done that. Whether you've like photoshopped your OK Cupid picture or lied about your height, it's like we've all kind of been there. I just like can't believe that people are still doing it. It's like back in the day, I feel like, you know, like not to excuse our behavior, but I just feel like you could just be like you could actually be a real catfish. 
But like now it's like these kids that spend all time on their phones are like, I don't know, my boyfriend says he doesn't have good reception. (laughs) The internet in his house doesn't work, so we can't video. And I'm like, what are you people even talking about? But you realize that it's just that instinct of like people want to be loved and they want to be interesting. And like some people just like want to be lied to. I know. Well, some people just can't accept the truth. And they, they're they so, like, I, I feel like that show is really about this, just the eternal search for connection. And, you know, when people feel like they've found it, they're willing to clear out all other obstacles, overlook everything else to have it. And it's really easy to have that connection through just like a digital medium because you're projecting what you want onto it. I don't know. I find that show to be really kind of beautiful. Jenna, thank you so much for coming on Call Your Girlfriend. You made my Uh, whole week. Oh my God. Thank you for having me. Always a delight. All right. You can find us many places on the internet on our website, callyourgirlfriend.com. You can download our show on the Acast app or on iTunes where it would be awesome if you left us a review. You can also tweet at us at callyrgf or email us at callyrgf at gmail.com. And you can even leave us a short and sweet voicemail at 714-681-2943. That's 714-681-CYGF. This podcast is produced by Gina Delbach. Gina! Gina! (laughs) 